Well, hello, everybody. We are here today with Erkan Kadir, and we're going to be talking about um, systems entry. So we're coaching systems, groups of teams, organizations, and at some point, we um, have to find a way to, to really start engaging with that system and with that organization. So the things we're going to talk about today is a competency, which says that the coach effectively creates a system agreement with the with that system and that 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 agreement enables the system to clarify how it's going to work together and how it's going to have healthy conflict so Erkan, thank you for joining us and i'm looking forward to hearing um your thoughts on this topic so um as we get started maybe you could tell us a little bit about well what is this whole system or um, system agreement that we're talking about yeah. Uh, well, hello, everyone. Um, so we can think of a systems agreement um, really as the rules of engagement between the individuals in a system or on a team or what have you. Uh, it's uh, really a chance to design the work environment that the system wants, uh, and it can give them a huge head start as uh, they'll get in front of many issues and sticking points before they even happen. Uh, system is Alliance is essential um, because it's really the foundational platform from which all other coaching is going to happen. Interesting. So when when you design this system agreement, um, why is that important? We could just do without it, I'm sure, but what makes it so <laughs> valuable that you know it's something we want to teach people as a competency? Yeah. Uh, well, um, pretty much all the research that we have to date on human relationships is, is clear that teams who have ground rules and conflict and decision-making protocol uh, are going to outperform those who do not. So by taking the time to set these up at the start, teams will greatly increase their chances of success. Uh, it also is a great tool for accountability um, because it becomes a lot easier for a team or a system to hold each other accountable when we can just point at the wall and say, hey, um, I thought we agreed to show up on time or whatever. I also really like using them to introduce new members to the team um, because you've got something that's written down uh, that can help kind of bring them up to speed with the group culture a little bit more quickly. Uh, and even though the system alliance uh, needs to be created um, before the coaching technically starts, uh, there's actually a lot of powerful coaching and alignment happening at this stage too, uh, as a system is taking the first steps in designing their culture and taking responsibility for it. Uh, one thing I'd like to note here though, um, since you mentioned conflict at the start of this call, um, is that the system alliance isn't actually meant to eliminate conflict. Um, we actually want conflict on the team um, because it leads to all sorts of creativity and innovation. What the Alliance will do, however, is help the team members kind of decide um, how they want to be when that conflict happens in order to keep it constructive and non-toxic. Yeah, I really like that. So um, everyone, it sounds like, gets to bring a piece of themselves in. Um, mm. So we can kind of decide today, well, we already know conflict's gonna happen because we're all humans. So what happens, you know, what, what's our response gonna be? How are we gonna be together when that happens? Also. Yeah, exactly. And, and you mentioned new team members coming in. So when, 
when new team members come in, how do you kind of acclimate them and the rest of the team to, we've got this working agreement as a team and you weren't here when we made it, but jump on in. Um. Yeah. Um, great question. So when you've got a new team member, even if it's just one, um, and you, it, whether that's one new team member joining the team or one member leaving the team, you've basically got a whole new team. Uh, and I like to use that as an opportunity to recreate the system alliance, um, just like you would do from the start. Okay, so then that person's actually involved. They're not just like, here are the rules, live by them. Um, Absolutely. To make a yeah, I mean, you might use what you've got as a starting point, but definitely um, you want to recreate the system alliance with them, and, with them involved. Awesome. Well, speaking of recre or recreating the system alliance, um, maybe you could tell us a little bit about some of the techniques you use to create it um, in the beginning. Sure. Uh, I think anytime we design alliances, uh, we want to bring all parties involved um, to be present for a conversation. Uh, in person is always great, uh, but video and telephone can work as well. Um, if it's a brand new team who hasn't worked together yet, um, I would say that you probably don't need to spend too much time on it at the start um, because it can be updated as you go. In the case of an agile delivery team, uh, I like to have them update the system agreement after every retrospective um, because they're going to be kind of fine tuning um, how they work together in each one of those sessions. Um, I also think it should be written down uh, and posted in a highly visible place so that they can always look look at it, um, point to it, kind of hold each other accountable to it, um, and not forget about it. Um, and then I'd also say in addition to kind of the more general tips that I mentioned, um, I also like to cover um, these four points when um, we're actually going over the, the creation of it. The, the first one is culture. Uh, so. Um, what do they want their culture to be? Um, should it be serious uh, and to the point or fun and playful? Um, this is really important because when circumstances change, like maybe the project becomes late or somebody isn't pulling the weight, then the culture that they design at the start will, will hopefully still hold and kind of get them through that period. Uh, two, what do they need uh, to become wildly successful as a team? So is showing up on time important for them or perhaps communication without blame? Uh, three, um, you know, we already spoke about conflict. Um, conflict is necessary, but it can also make a team unproductive. Uh, so I'd like to set the teams up with a bit of a safety plan by asking questions like, what are the ground rules around conflict and decision making? Um, how do you guys want to be uh, when conflict does happen? Uh, and four, uh, the system alliance will be most successful when teams have um, kind of a shared responsibility and they hold themselves accountable to it. Um, so I'll ask a question like, what can the team count on each person to hold uh, from this system alliance as you guys move forward? I like that. So I am hearing that the team is, as they're designing this, they're also responsible for it. And it's not the coach or the scrum master's job to be, you know, the, the, the system agreement manager uh, make sure everybody follows it no whip necessary yeah that's definitely a role that we want to avoid as coaches i agree awesome well thanks for your input on this i think this is very helpful and um can help the people who are taking this course as well as me some of the things that i learned from you um to be able to do this better with my team so thanks a lot thanks for your